Please always consult with your physicians prior to making any changes to your treatment plan. Welcome to Living with Scanxiety, the cancer podcast, a podcast geared to help you navigate the pediatric cancer world. As a mother of a child who battled a soft tissue sarcoma for over a year, your host, Rosaria Kozar, understands and will help guide you through your journey. She brings the knowledge of experts, families, survivors, and other organizations tied to the pediatric cancer world to your doorstep. Her mission is to inform, support, and promote hope for you and your family. It will allow them to be a private beach so you know they don't have to look at people, worry about people looking at them because they look different. You know, all the children there would look like them. Um, parents could talk to other parents who have been, you know, through a similar situation. Hi, this is Rosaria, and I am here with Christina Jerome, and she is the founder of the nonprofit Anna's Pals, and it's named after her daughter. And her daughter was diagnosed in 2013 with an aggressive form of leukemia, and in 2014, uh, she sadly passed. So this nonprofit is in her honor. They work with Boston Children's Hospital in the United States, and that's located in Massachusetts. We're going to find out more about what she has to offer, what they're doing, and they've been around for much longer than we've known. So I'm so excited to have you here, Christina, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So why don't we start off a little bit about... Why did you decide to go the route of nonprofit with Anna's Pals? When Anna was first diagnosed, um, she was 14, very social. Um, She had this group of friends and they called themselves the Pals because they were always together in this little this little group. And she was a student at Boston Children at Boston Latin School. And it's right across the street from Boston Children's Hospital. So her friends were able to come over after school and hang out in her hospital room all the time. In fact, the nurses on her floor called it the party room because there were always so many kids in there. And so um, Anna felt very blessed and lucky to be surrounded by such great people. But she also noticed other kids on the floor who didn't have friends around, who didn't have a parent with them. And um, she was saddened by that. And she always felt that someone should, that no one should be alone. There should always be someone with these kids. And so Anna's pals is kind of a throw, you know, recognizing her friends for, you know, being so kind and thoughtful. And we're trying to support these patients the way her friends supported her. because Anna wanted everybody to have a pal. So Anna's Pals is really just a, a thank you to her friends and a way to support these these patients. Oh, wow. It's a beautiful um, reason to, to start it in her memory and her honor and with her friends. And she had a big heart in terms of thinking about others while she was going through treatment. She so. she did, yes. In fact, she uh, when Make-A-Wish came, she was about to uh, about to leave the hospital. She was in the for four or five months in, and um, you know they believed she had re- achieved remission. So they said, you know, make a wish is here. You know, what would you like? And she said she didn't. She wanted someone else who really needed it to get her wish. 
So she was amazingly kind and amazingly generous. That's amazing. That really is. Um, you must have, you must be really proud of her even till today for being so generous in her. And you've definitely spread that through your nonprofit. That's our goal. That's our goal. We need to make her proud. And, and, you know, she, although she was going through it too, she felt for the kids that were, believe it or not, that she felt were less fortunate than her considering her situation. And, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help those kids that, you know, she would have felt were less fortunate and, and make sure they, they have what they need. Absolutely. And what do you provide for the kids today that are benefiting from your nonprofit? We have been um, bringing Chinese food in once a month to the um, blood cancer floor. Um, so that feeds about a hundred people a month. We bring in cookie decorating kits so they can decorate a cookie by their bedside, um, toys, games, food, snacks, lots of candy. A lot of times kids don't eat much when they're going through treatment, but they still eat candy. And it's the one time you can get away with eating candy for dinner. So, uh, we bring in lots of candy and, um, child-friendly sheets. So the kids aren't on, you know, scratchy hospital sheets. They have character sheets and, and that sort of thing. Is there anything that you specifically bring in because she enjoyed it? The Chinese food. Chinese food was her favorite. So the Chinese food once a month is for her. And she was a baker too. So the cookie kits are, you know, she liked to make cookies, frost cookies, definitely eat cookies. So, um, you know, that's something they can do. Even if they don't want to eat it, they can still, something they might do at home. Um, In December, we do a gingerbread house kit drive and we bring in gingerbread houses for the entire hospital. And actually the last couple of years, we've had so many that we were able to bring it to other hospitals, not just Boston children's and um, making gingerbread houses was her thing. She'd always have a gingerbread house making party. So that's definitely for her as well. That's great. It seems like everything you do has a little piece of her memory. Absolutely. Tell me more about the beach house. So we are right now planning on um, constructing five cottages um, on a on a uh, couple acres of land, beachfront property that um, would allow these kids to spend some quality time with their family. And, you know, it will we'll allow them to be a private beach. So, you know, they don't have to look at people, worry about people looking at them because they look different. You know, all the children there would look like them. Um, parents could talk to other parents who have been, you know, through a similar situation. There would be a facilitator's house there with you know, a nurse on staff for 24 hours and um, a rec room. So in case you, you know, you always have rain, um, they would have activities to do inside like a pool table, you know, a basketball hoop, that sort of thing, just to give them a break from their, their difficult journey that they've had. You know, everybody feels better after being at the beach, you know, a healthy mind leads to a healthy body. If they're, you know, out of the clinical setting into a more home-like setting. It's very important. And nothing like this exists. There is no, there is no place for them to go that was specifically designed to meet their needs. I mean, it would have to be built with mold and mildew resistant materials. It has to have air filtration system. It has to have the most 
sterile environment. I mean, it has to be cleaned like a hospital. So nothing like this exists. These kids, these families can't say, oh, you know, we need to recharge. So let's go to Airbnb. I mean, they can't do that. They can't go to a hotel. They, they can't do anything. You know, Anna was fortunate. She had a backyard. So her kid, her friends could come over and hang out in the backyard. Not everybody has a backyard, you know? So what do these kids do? They go home, they're released, they go, and they just have to sit at home and they can't go outside. They can't play. They can't do anything. And you leave the confinement of the hospital to go to the confinement of your house. You know, so we would like to provide them a little bit of reprieve and give every, the whole family a break. I mean, siblings, they can be resentful. You know, the sick child is getting all the attention. The sick child is being, you know, showered with gifts. What about the siblings? I mean, this would give the siblings something too, because it affects the whole family. Absolutely. And you, she has more siblings, right? She has. She's a, Anna's a twin. So she has a twin brother and she has a younger sister. Mm-hmm. And it was hard on them. It was, you know, hard on everybody. Obviously hardest on her, but, you know, the other two felt it as well. Yeah, it's a domino effect for sure. It affects the whole family. And, you know, with the beach houses, is, are they located in Massachusetts? Are they just for children with leukemia? Or how have you decided this will work in approximate opening date? So we don't even have the land yet. That's what, that's our first task is to locate the land. We would like it, the land to be located within an hour, an hour and a half of Boston children's just in case something went wrong. We want them to be able to get the medical attention they need in a timely manner. Um, Also, a lot of times kids need transfusions, you know, blood transfusions. Um, They would be able to, you know, go to the hospital, come back and, and not miss a week of their, their time away. Um, we are currently searching for that land. As soon as we have that land, you know, we would like to start construction. The, the trick of the whole thing is, is it has to be oceanfront. It can't be lake or pond because of the bacteria that is still water. So, um, you know, everybody knows how costly oceanfront land is, particularly now after COVID, everybody wants to go to the beach, right? So, um, that's our biggest challenge right now is funding and, and locating the land. But um, I would have it open yesterday if I could. I mean, these families need it. Absolutely, they do. And what a kind heart that you have for carrying on Anna's memory. And um, it's, it's a beautiful thing that you guys are doing and Thank aiming to, to get done. Um, I'll definitely be sure to keep in touch and see how this goes. And I'm looking forward to um, watching this build up. This is, this is a great thing. Is there a way that people can get in contact with your nonprofit? Absolutely. We have a brand new website. It's uh, annaspals.org. There we go. That's easy. Yes, it is. And towards the end of my show, I have some questions for you. We always end on a positive note. Off the cuff questions, rather read minds or tell the future. Probably tell the future. Yeah. I think I'm afraid to know what people are thinking sometimes. I know, right? (laughs) Could be kind of scary. Okay. So the next question is what book or actually we'll go book or song best describes your life right now. Book or song. (laughs) Song would be 
um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. There we go. And that's a good one. And if you can meet any person in the world uh, that you have never met before, who would you meet? Maybe Dana Farber. You know, he's the guy who discovered that uh, chemo can kill cancer cells. So I'd like to have a conversation with him and see what he could have done differently or how he, how he got there. I think that's, that's quite a story. I never thought of that one or, and no one has mentioned that one before. So that's a good one. That's a really good one. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm looking forward to seeing that beach house built up and you guys are on a mission. You're gonna yes, get- we are. Yes, we are. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Living with Scanxiety. Please subscribe to hear more informative discussions like today's.